0: Good morning, Nachum. Good erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow, we in outside of Israel have the privilege of reading Parshas Shmini in Eretz Yisrael. Last Shabbos, which was for us Achron Shal Pesach, was for them. Parshas Shmini, they are in Eretz Yisrael reading. Parshio, Sazriya Mitzora, and for the next several weeks they will be ahead of us, and when we're together again, I'll make note of that. Parsha Shemini contains a total of 27 mitzvos, 16 positive mitzvos, and 11 restrictions. The Parsha can be rather conveniently divided in half. Chapters 9 and 10, the first two chapters of the Parsha, and until Shishi, we have the first half of the Parsha, Bahi Bayom Hashmini, ta ta da da on that eighth day. What's the eighth day? The eighth day, not the eighth day of Nisan, the first of Nisan, Rosh Chodesh Nisan. The eighth day, Rashi tells us, of Miluim, the very end of Parsha's Tzav for the seven days of miluim, the seven days of readying and going through the procedure, learning the process of um, the korbanos and the functioning of the sanctuary. And now this is the day, opening day. What an incredible, exciting day. This is the day that the Torah tells us in Pesach, uh, excuse me, in chapter Nine Pasuk, uh, the very beginning of Shlishi, a fire went forth from before Hashem, and it consumed on the mezbeach, the olah and the Chalobim, the Korban and the Fats. Listen carefully. The entire nation saw, the same way the entire nation saw, that they crossed the Red Sea. The entire nation saw and experienced Maimad Har Sinai, the revelation at Sinai. The entire nation sees now the fire coming down from heaven. And Vayoronu the people sang happy song. Vayiplu Alpeneim, and they fell upon their faces in incredible reverence of realizing, wow, Hashem has literally, the Shechina, God has moved in to the, quote, neighborhood. Unbelievable. The second half of the parasha are the detailed laws of kashros, which animals, fish, birds, creeping things that the Jewish people may eat and may not eat, and we understand as the Torah concludes the parasha that the laws of kashrus literally elevate the Jewish people because the end of the parasha, the maftir, Ki ani Hashem ha And Rashi tells you on the spot that all over it says, I am Hashem who took you out of Egypt. Here it says ha ma'ale. Literally, who elevated you from the land of Egypt, and therefore Rashi tells us how important are these laws of kashrus. In the name of Tana de Rabbi and I quote: Il if it were only. Wow. In other words, God is saying that we might think that kashrus and its laws are a incidental. No. For this alone, God says it was worthy and worth it to me to take you out of Egypt. I'd like, however, to focus on the very beginning of the parasha, And to ask you, if you open the Chumash, please, literally to the very first verse, whereby on the eighth day, Moshe calls to Aaron and his sons, and to the Zikne Yisrael, and to the elders of Israel. Now, the obvious question is, what are these Zakenim, what are the elders doing there? Meaning that the next many Psukim talk about the specific animals, that will be brought as offerings in order to dedicate the sanctuary. What's the purpose of the zikainim, the elders of Israel, being there? Why have a dais? It's very nice, nice picture, and we know who's sitting there, but what's the significance thereof? So the Be'er Yosef, Rav Yosef, Salant of Levracha, suggests, I believe, a beautiful interpretation. If you look at the korbanos, the offerings, that Aaron is to bring, and the Jewish people are to bring, namely the Kohanim and bring on behalf of the Jewish people, we see something very remarkable. Aaron is to bring an eagle. He's to bring a calf. Why? Our rabbis explain because Aaron, as much as he tried to delay and stop the Jewish people from sinning with the golden calf, he was somewhat involved, and therefore... He's to bring a korban for the chay to egel. And in pasuk 3, El Bnei Yisrael, to the Jewish people, aside from bringing an eigel, they are to bring a seir izim l'chatas. They are to bring a he-goat as a sin offering. And what's the significance of this, explain our rabbis? This is to atone for the sin of Mechiras Yosef, of the selling of Yosef. The brothers take a seirizim, a goat, they kill it, and they dip the coat of Yosef in the blood of the goat, which is most similar to human blood. They bring it to their father. Abba recognized it, and the rest as we know is, quote, history. So, The idea that the Torah is telling us is that before we can begin a new chapter in Jewish history, we have to first atone for the past. We have to, because we are as a unit, past, present, and future, all fused into one. As God's name is that of Havayah, meaning, we the Jewish people are a reflection of his existence, and we live in all three dimensions, past, present, future. Hence, it was necessary to have a carbon to atone for each of these two major sins. Asks the Be'er Yosef, what are the Zakanim doing there? And he gives a beautiful, insightful answer. He says, if you think about it, these two major sins, that of the Agel, the golden calf, and that of the selling of Yosef, what was at the root of their sin? And he says, watch, before Moshe goes up to Har Sinai, at the end of Mishpatim, he says to the Jewish people, Hine Aaron v'chur imochem. I'm leaving you two leaders in charge. My brother, Aaron, my nephew, Khur, any issues come up, go to them. Well, an issue didn't come, come up, a crisis came up. They thought Moshe had died. Okay, a legitimate now concern. Now what do you do? So instead of listening to Moshe, that they should go to the Zekeinim, to the elders, to the designated leaders, and ask them, Aaron, Khur, what should we do? They go to Ahur and they say, make for us a God. And Hur says, what are you, crazy? So they kill Hur. Instead of listening to him, they reject the authority. And even Aaron, with the Gemara, the beginning of Sanhedrin, um, makes all kinds of cheshbonos, right, wrong, etc. There's no question about it. They're not listening to him. Aaron has to assess the situation and tries to delay. Their sin was they rejected authority. Go back to the earliest sin of Selling Yosef, says the bear Yosef. Wait a minute. At that time, they really thought the brothers that Yosef was guilty. Guilty of being a road, pursuing them. All different kinds of sins that you can conjure up. But what should they have done? They could have, should have gone to the Bezdin of Sheva Aver. One. They could have, should have gone to Yaakov and even to Yitzchok, who was still alive at the time. So that what was there? fundamental sin that they too, the brothers rejected the authority that was available to them so by having the Zechkenim it's not just as we might have thought a dais and respectable people, no, it's having the elders there and Moshe was saying to the people, look, look that you are to realize that in order to go further you must look back the Pasuk in Ha'azinu right? The Torah says, Binu shnos, Ask your father, Zikeynecha, Ask your elders, V'yom and they will tell you. And the, Ber Yosef quotes, the Medrash, whereby, Rebekah Kiva says, on this Pasuk here, Imayikra Rabba, Nimshlu Yisrael la'of, the Jewish people are compared to a, Bird. How so? Ma'of. Just as the bird, enoporeach, cannot fly without kanufayim, without its wings, so too the Jewish people cannot exist without their elders. Moving on, what do we find? The Sanhedrin, the elders of the Jewish people, were located and presided in the Beis Hamikdash complex. Why? So that the environment, the influence of the Beis Hamikdash, literally of God himself, whose presence was found there in a much in more intense way, should positively influence the Zakanim, that they would be able to oversee the Kedusha of Klai Yisrael, not just the Halacha. So, for example, we find... The tragedy and the tragic death of Nodav and Avihu, and the Torah tells us it was Esh Zara, a strange fire. The rabbis suggest different possibilities. Perhaps they were intoxicated, they meant well, they wanted to go beyond, but they were guilty of Horu Halacha Rabban. They came to Halachic conclusions without checking with the rabbinic authority, Moshe, Aaron. And so, for example, meaning well, youth are not coming to synagogue. Well, let's take out a guitar, and maybe that will, quote, turn them on. Those who suggested that might have meant well, but unfortunately did not go with halachic authority and that's why, unfortunately, it turned out to be an esh zora. And now, very simply, what we find over here is the importance of Zakenim. And I'm going to add that Rav Salavitcher is a of Racha. In his eulogy for Rav Chaim Heller, which is in the book, entitled Besod Hayachid in that Sefer is his eulogy, and he has a section called that in our Shmone Esrei, every day we say, Literally, we say that Hashem is the one who maintains and supports the righteous ones, the Chassidim, the devout, Ziknei Amcha, Israel, the elders, and then Platas Sofrahim, the remnant of their scholars. Mazer, and why is it there? So he says, take note that we admire so much and have reverence for the previous generation. But when we're privileged to have, as in every generation, some of those who have survived from the previous generation, and they are the last of that previous generation, it makes such an impression. And he started by quoting, interestingly, the rabbis tell us that Serach Bas Osher, Yaakov Avinu's granddaughter, was alive at the time of Yitzias Mitzrayim. Of course they saw wonders when they left Egypt, but can you imagine seeing this woman who literally sat on Yaakov Avinu's lap? And I really believe that we today, when we still have, thank God, in our communities, some individuals, men, women, who went through the H-E-L-L and tortures of the Shoah, who have numbers on their arm to show where they were at that time and they survived. They give us such chiyos. They give us such a sense of appreciation for life. Look what what they underwent in order to rebuild their life. And this gives each and every one of us that incredible capacity to gain from them, and to realize how important life is. Ashrenu matov chelkenu And therefore, as the first Pasuk of this parsha begins, Ulu zikna may we understand, appreciate, the zikna Yisrael that we still have in our lifetime, Give them not only the kavod that is coming to them, but realize how they did do, and their very presence uplifts our life, the sanctity of life, and how proud we are to be a Jew. Shabbat Shalom to all.